0: Hello, and welcome to Third Eye Mind, your podcast for all things spiritual, meditation, affirmations, and some good old chit chat. My name is Megan. I'm your host, and I have a lovely co-host today. Call her a co-host because she's not a guest. She's more like a sister to me. And this is Amy. So Amy, you want to
1: introduce yourself? (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is Amy. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So exciting. I can't wait. We're talking about all sorts
0: of, you know, fun stuff today. Amy has been, you know, part of my life for about what, three years, Amy, almost four? No, almost. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, You've been on your own healing journey and your own spiritual journey, which is awesome. It's really cool to watch you grow. And we met via TikTok. That was how we met, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It sounds so weird whenever people ask me, how'd you meet her? I'm like, (laughs) TikTok. It's such an odd place to meet people, right? You're just like, but then again, now it's like normalized.
0: So many people meet people on there. And it's so strange that we're not even like seeing each other's faces. You're only seeing one person's face. You don't even know what the other people are. And then you meet up and you're like, what? (laughs) This is what you look like. My gosh, you're gorgeous. I had no idea, right? Like, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it's so interesting though it's like tiktok is such a beautiful platform but it's it's helpful I, have you found it helpful within your journey of like healing and you know mediumship and you know plant medicine have you found anything plant medicine on that
1: um i follow a few people um it, to be honest with you megan i true, i'm so loyal to you um i just i didn't want to cloud any type of thoughts that i had or journey that I'm on. I just, I trust you that much that I just, I focus on your content. Um, once in a while, I'll look at someone else and I'm like, mm-hmm, no, scroll, scroll, scroll.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. oh my God. Make me blush. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, my heart. It's so cool. I I appreciate that. And, you know, I know that you have had a really deep, profound healing journey in your own life, you know, with diving into the spiritual aspect of things. So it's beautiful to hear that you're able to you know, allow yourself the open mind to receiving what you get, you know, and confirming like, this is what I got, you know, and Meg saying, let's do this. Let me try this, but make it my own way. Right. Like you put your little spin on things. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. it. Exactly. I love that. It's awesome. And Amy has been on a beautiful journey, as I've said before, but she actually did the retreats. We do the angel road retreats in California as of right now. And Amy has joined both of the retreats that we've had. So she got to discover that plant medicine wise with lovely psilocybin. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about Amy's mediumship abilities, you know, her intuition, diving into that ego state of mind. So you guys are along for the journey. And you know how it is. We like to laugh, joke around, and that's just who we are. So come along for the ride. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, Amy. So, if you can describe yourself to these lovely souls, how would you describe you?
1: So, I am a little more than middle aged, <laughs> uh, going on my own spiritual journey with the help of Megan um, in healing journey. I'm a psychic medium um, with some healing capabilities. Um really kind of diving in right now to what those healing capabilities are because like Megan, I just seeing other people heal and giving them that freedom is so empowering and so, so much needed in this world. So um, I am um, practicing uh, psychic medium. Um, what a whirlwind that is. Truly love it. Um, but yeah, I um, have three kids, four step kids, eleven grandchildren. So I live a very full life. Busy gal over
0: there, busy gal. And it's beautiful to hear that, you know, you're still diving down the healing side of things too. I think a lot of mediums don't realize the capabilities that they have. You know, we just think we're mediums in the beginning and it's kind of like, wow, we can heal. We can work on like helping people heal in like different ways with our energy. It's crazy
1: when you discover that, isn't it? It really is. It's so joyful though very
0: joyful it's very empowering like you said it's like wow we can really step into that and really help someone see just how beautiful and amazing they are it's awesome it's really cool
1: i love it now how did you learn you were intuitive so and i don't know if i'm skipping ahead a little bit here but ever since I was a little girl, I just knew things. And I was kind of that geeky kid, you know, like would say the weirdest things in conversations. Like, you know, I could see the end result before anyone got there. So I think people just thought, "Whoa, this kid's weird. Um, and, you know, and seeing what I know now to be my spirit guides um, when I was really young, I would say like four or five years old, um, but never really honed in on any of my skills until I'd say about four or five years ago, um, started noticing like, oh, there might be something to this, and then you know, finding Megan on TikTok, um, you just resonated with me. You were everything that I embodied. You were truthful. You were your intentions were pure. You weren't in it for the money. You're just truly in it to help people. So I contacted you, and you you are my mentor, um, and you just you put things in such a simple terms for me that I can understand and then I can run with it. Like you said, and then, you know, make it my own, but then come back to you and say, "Eh, this isn't working. What what do I do? So that journey has just been so uplifting. And so it's like the missing piece to my body. It's the missing piece my whole life of what I was, what I was looking for. So I thank you.
0: Oh my God. I thank you for diving into this journey for yourself. It's such a hard, loving, like non-transparent journey. Cause you don't know what the heck you're getting into, right? Like it's like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah,
1: I just talked a plane and went to Joshua Tree and said, hi, I'm Amy.
0: <laughs> you did. You literally did just that. It's like, it's crazy when you really see just how far back, like, a year ago, it's going to be a year since you were in Joshua tree. And it's like, wow, a whole year ago, you went on, like, you just hopped on a plane and said, you know, screw this. I'm just going to jump on it and I'm just going to go. And you did it. And you know, it's really profound that people can do that. I mean, I did it too. And I was like, this ain't me, but you just knew, right? Like there's something in your soul that told you you had to go there.
1: Yep. Yeah. No hesitations, no hesitations. Yeah. We love that though. Cause that's so that- thankful that we did.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like what I said that's like one of the most adventurous things I ever did. It was like what I can't do it. going halfway across the world. This is just odd. This is weird. I've barely flown to Florida and there I am. You know, it's it's really cool, but I'm glad that we got to experience that twice together. You know, it's beautiful just how your intuition has awakened even more and I've seen it, you know, I, I was able to watch you go from like learning how to channel to like knowing how to channel, you know, it's really the difference in from like first mentoring with you to now, like you really came and stepped into your power. And I think I really realized it like even more, like I saw it in March, but I realized it more in October last year when you were like, went up to Jamie at the retreat and you were like, your dad's standing here and he wants to know he loves you and how proud he is of you. And like Jamie was like that was like the most profound moment in my journey like Amy saying that just like helped me so much and I was like Amy's tripping balls over here and she's still able to channel what the heck
1: (laughs) Oh, that was so hard for me too because I always turn off any abilities I have when I'm with you especially at the retreat because that's your show you know that's your thing Um, but I just couldn't help myself so I'm glad it was received positively because I'm like Jamie, you got to go out there. Your dad wants you just to go out there and have a good cry.
0: <laughs> I love that you did that. Cause the, you, we always pick up on each other's energy, you know, like you're able to speak of something when I can't, you know, like I've noticed that too, just like talking and like being in like zoom meetings together or just FaceTime. And like, we bounce off each other very well with energy. So it's very cool to see that like, you're able to do that. And a lot of people can't do that when they're utilizing psilocybin, they can see spirit, but they can't channel. And, you know, you just channeled and helped somebody at the same time, like without having to have anything behind it. It's just, here it is. Like, I don't got to meditate or nothing. It's just right here. Like it's right in front of me. It was just really, really enlightening to see it. And I just was like, Oh, my heart re- felt really good in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, Amy's doing so good. Look at her. But it's just really cool to see how different life has been for you too. Cause has it opened up like a different side of you being able to talk to people who have passed away.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I've done a lot of your meditations. The Akashic Records is my absolute favorite. Um, I I like. I don't know. I think I have an addictive personality anyway, but I'm addicted to that one. That one, you know, I can lay in bed and just fly high, and it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Um, yes the abilities once you get over yourself and go through some of that healing um i'll never be done healing i think we just it's just a something that we are going to have to do the rest of our lives um but as i move forward with it just the the possibilities and the my inhibitions you know are gone i still have days where i i get really nervous when i have a reading and it's like, Amy, why are you getting nervous? You can do this, you know, you can do it. And yeah. It's that self-talk, that self-narrative that I talk about has really, really changed.
0: And and that's beautiful to hear because you're always going to second guess yourself, right? It's just something that we're taught as a young age to like to do. I know I was, I, I know that you were as well to self-doubt and going through it now, you can be like I can stand in my power doing this too. You know, like it's, Really cool. It's really inspiring too to watch you be able to step into that power and say, like, I'm self-doubting myself here, but I'm still gonna work through it and I'm still gonna get through it. It's, it's hard to do that though. I know that feeling when you're like in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, oh. I do that too. Like, I I mean, I've been doing readings nonstop for four years, and I still get like that before every mediumship reading. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this? Cause I'm like, I'm I, like, I get internal panic, even though I know what it is that I'm doing. Like I still so get
1: <laughs> That makes me feel better. It really does.
0: <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that though. Like you see people like Teresa Caputo or like Tyler Henry and stuff. You don't see that. Like you see their lives, but you don't see like the harder parts that they have when it comes to like channeling. Like no one really talks about that. And then it's like, the self-doubt and then wondering if you're going to be able to connect and making sure you can hold the connection because the person in front of you may not believe and then their loved ones are having yes. a hard time talking yeah it's
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I did one um a while back where my sitter was I think they may have just had a wall up and weren't sure that this was really real and I just kept panicking all oh, back on some of the tools that you've learned and you Have that internal conversation in your head and sit yourself down, you know, briefly for a second without anyone knowing and, um, have that chat with yourself and get past yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like talking to your, your inner self, like a whole dialogue in your brain. Like you got this, why are you worried about this? How come you are worried about this? And I actually had that happen to me recently. I don't think I told you I had it happen to me and I was like, this is the first time this has happened to me. And I walked into the reading and the person did not believe at all. Like she didn't believe one bit in spirit. And I pulled information through and I talked to like people and she was confirming it. And then she stopped confirming it. And then it was kind of like, she was saying yes, but she was fighting me on it. And I was like, uh-huh. okay. And then she crossed her arms and I was like, okay, I feel your energy shifting even more here. And it was really hard to like, it wasn't like that. I wasn't pulling her loved ones because I've done it before for other loved ones, and I didn't even know she was related to them. And then I was like, "What the heck? Like, I did this. Like, I know I got this information right. Like, and I even confirmed it with her sister. And and it was just like, wow. Okay, so it wasn't me. Like, you're gonna experience moments like that too when it's not you, and then you're gonna have moments when it is you, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. Like- it makes you feel bad. Like, you're like, okay, well, I'm providing a service for you. And I I just offer their money back. I know you do the same thing too. You're just like, here, like, this is like, I'm not even going to question it. Like, here you go. I mean, I, I think that's what makes us, you know, who we are. It shows who we are. We're just very kind people knowing that mistakes can happen and knowing that some people just have off days. Right. You know, right. The beauty of it. I usually offer, I'm like, okay, do you want another reading? Uh, or do you want to like the money back? Like, what do you want to do? But that's only happened to me a few times. Like probably like with you. It only happens a few times and then you're rolling and you're like, I'm fine. Like maybe that was just one day. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah, true. I just yeah, and I did that exact same thing. I'm like, you know, feeling like this isn't resonating. Maybe we should, you know, pick a different day, or if you want me to refund your money, more than happy to do that. Yeah. And the sitter said, No, keep going, keep going. And what it was, they I think were just they didn't want to give me anything, you know, they really, it was almost a test like to see if it was really real. Um, And same, I pulled some things through and they were like, okay, yeah, this is the real
0: deal. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, why are you testing me? But at the same time you should be in a sense, right? Like you should be like wondering if I'm real, right? Like that's, (laughs) I always tell people do your research. Like if you're not researching me, like if you're not asking me questions, then that's like something you really should be asking every medium, right? You should be seeing if they are medium that's for you because each one of us isn't going to resonate with each person. Some people we may never resonate with, but the beautiful thing is when we get that confirmation, it makes us feel good too, where it's like, oh, we actually are connecting. It's like our ego. It's like, oh, we are connecting. We are like, even though we know we are, we have to get that confirmation. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You know, and that, you know, go back to the ego. That's how it self-sabotages us. Because then we're like, oh, we're not doing this right. I'm a failure. Oh, oh I can't do this anymore. And so, No, you just need to have those internal conversations with yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. You have to have those conversations with yourself. And it's really hard to work through, especially when you're first learning. I know for you, like, and for me, it was really like, how do I distinguish between my ego and my intuition? You know, like it was really hard very hard. Cause you can also pick up on the sitter and people don't realize that when they come in, just how contagious energy is. Like you're talking to the person sitting in front of you, all of their loved ones, you got your energy and your guide's energy. So like you have so much different <laughs> things going on. The person in front of you is sad and grieving. And then their loved ones are like, Oh my God, I'm just so like, I want to talk to my miss." So you're feeling all this sadness and grief. And then you're trying to talk about it. Like it's so difficult. <laughs> i never realized it so i spoke it out loud like that one day i was like oh god wow this is a change of heart this is like now i like tell people that i'm like before i even talk about reading i don't know if you do like an opener like i try to make sure i'm opening with like how i operate and how i read so they understand and i'm just like your loved ones have a mind of their own they're gonna talk how they want to talk and I'm just here to listen. If they're going to drop an F-bomb, they're going to, I have some like, people that like talk dirty and I'm like, please don't do that. Like <laughs> the, <laughs> the randomest things. But the beautiful thing is when people are like, oh my God, it's them. It's them. My God. And they get the healing. That's the beautiful part is like the healing, right? Like seeing them heal.
1: Just love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite part of it. Yeah.
0: Me too. Me too. Just like being, like the encouragement that like, yes, they're okay. And you can do this like they're not alone. You're not alone. And it's just like a relief that washes over and You can feel their energy shift by the time they're done with the appointment. That's like, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Do you find that it conflicted with like your everyday beliefs that like, maybe you don't believe in new things now, or you believe in like, say if you were like believing in God or you were a Catholic, do you find that like your beliefs have shifted after you dive into your intuition a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so I just had this conversation with my daughter, who is a practicing Christian. And she's like, Mom, I keep listening to these podcasts that tell me that this is demonic. And I, I, the way that I like to explain it to people is, it's an extension of God. Aren't they in heaven? The angels up there with God, you know, they're God's helpers. So that's how I try to not try because I do believe in God, you know, and I know that that person can't be everywhere at all times. So they have the spirit world to help them out. But yes, it's, it's changed. It's changed, you know, and we could have a whole new different podcast on, you know, what we've been brainwashed to believe from society and governments and churches and all of that. So, you know, like the old saying, it doesn't matter, you know, how you worship as long as you worship.
0: Exactly, and I I listen. Do you ever hear of Bashar like Daryl Anka? Have you? I think is is it Daryl Anka? Um, he's the man that like talks. He's like Bashar. Um, he intergalactically channels a being. Oh yes, I
1: okay. Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, and he brings it up like what you just said is exactly what he says, but he puts a twist on it and he talks about Jesus and how like Jesus said you should be worshiping like yourself and walking along this path. Like I never said, worship me. I said, worship yourself. Like he was talking, like I embody Christ, like you as a person embody Christ. And that's what he was trying to get at. And most people think that they're just going to follow him. So that's why all these churches thought that they were reading the Bible and following him to create these places of worship when really the worship's inside you. That's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's crazy. Right. And you're like, my god like what is this like it's nuts because i believed in god myself and i don't believe in god i believe that i am god now um i'm like the own god of my universe just like i know there's gods out there like there's different types of gods but for my universe i'm the god and i like believed in the woman god i believed in the male god and i thought the woman god that came to me was god it was my higher self the whole freaking time and i was like yeah. i like, remember the meditation me and nancy did it was like yeah. what's and I saw God you saw God Nancy saw God and I was like wait a minute I just made a video on TikTok about this I was like what like she came to me last week she's like like and I already stopped believing in God and she was like Meg like you know I came to you as like your higher self I thought I was still seeing God and I was like I thought God wasn't existing in my world and was my higher self the
1: whole damn time for me (laughs) really yeah Uh I'm going to have to do that meditation again. That's one of my favorites for sure. Yes. The water slide one. Oh,
0: my favorite.
1: Like that was powerful. That's a good meditation.
0: I love doing that. I do that all the time still too. I like to get into my energy. I'm just like, "Eh." I love doing that. It's just such a warming, that gold light, you know, like around your body, going into the pool of light.
1: (laughs) I have to tell you, um, last night during my meditation, I had angels all around me and they had their arms interlocked and they were hovering over me for protection.
0: Wow. Oh my God, I love that, Amy.
1: It was so oh my gosh. It was just this the best feeling in the world that is to amazing. know that you know there's there's angels out there that are watching and protecting over you.
0: Yeah, it's truly beautiful, right? It's truly magical that you can experience that type of being too. Well, I don't even know if I don't consider them beings, but in a sense they are, it's like something that's non-life, like that's not here, right? Like we're considered mm-hmm. life and it's powerful to see that they can be around you. Did you feel weird? Like, how did you feel?
1: I felt tingly and I felt just super relaxed. Like, okay, I'm not alone in this. I have somebody, I have somebody that's going to watch over me. I have multiple somebodies. You know, and I, I think um, before I went on my healing journey, I needed people. I needed needed that tangible person to have my back. And the more I grow and the more I heal, and the more I rely on my own gifts and talents and beliefs. I don't, not that I don't need people, but I, in an unhealthy way, I needed them before. Whereas now I have that fulfillment um, from my spiritual world.
0: So true, right? When you realize that you all those people that you were needing were like attachments from your ego in a sense, mm-hmm. like needing to be like taken care of, like told that you were taken care of or listened to or safe. Yeah, that's a big that's a big shift, Amy. Oh my god, I got chills. I love that. I like yeah. love the moment when I recognize that too and I was just like I'm going and seeking after all of these people when in reality I should be seeking that love and attention from myself. Mhm. That's a powerful one right there. And I think I see it the most within my relationship with my husband. I don't know if you've ever seen that, like, not like the sense of like how our relationship is, but like, I really realized that my relationship was a reflection of what I was needing and wasn't giving myself.
1: Yeah. Yes. And needing at a point in time when you weren't the same person.
0: Yes, exactly. Like I'm a whole different person, just like you are from when you first started being with them. And it's like a reflection of certain things that I needed to work through, but also needed to discover. And I was hindering and then things would happen. And I was like, why are these things happening, triggering me, you know, like you really realize the cycle. And then once you break that cycle, it's like, I can breathe and I don't have 8,000 thoughts in my head. What the heck? Like,
1: <laughs> And I think, you know, when I first came to the retreat I think I even said to you, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this in my marriage because I knew I had, I was on a changing path. I just knew it. And I, I've seen relationships where, you know, the couples don't grow together and then they grow apart. And that was a big fear of mine. So, you know, I've made it a point to just, I'm wackier than shit, but, you know, oh, well, <laughs> but I bring him along for the ride. So he understands what's happening, you know, and we talk about it and it's like, I'm not the same person that I used to be. I still have the same, you know, love for you. But I don't think I need you like I needed you before. You know, you you fulfilled everything that I needed or what I thought I needed. But the beauty part of it is now that I'm changing, you still fulfill needs for me. So that was a big relief to know that he's just so understanding and patient and kind uh, to let me do my thing.
0: I love that. And and that's exactly what you need, right? Someone that's going to support and grow with you, even if they're growing in a different way, it's just sort of like who they are in their own life. And we're all individuals just growing and living together, right? It's like, it's strange, Mm -hmm. the concept of marriage. It's very strange that we decide to live with another person. (laughs) But I love that because I do remember you saying that to me. And I said to you, I was telling you, my relationship was the same. It was like, I was growing in one way and Chris was growing in the other, and it was really hard for him to understand what I was dealing with, but he was open to everything, just like your husband, you know, like, okay, you talk to dead people. That's strange, but yeah. did he believe you? Because Chris didn't believe me until like, he was like, okay, she's tapped. Like, she's just like, she's nuts. She's just going to do this class for two years and okay, she's going to talk to dead people, whatever. He already knew I was a little kooky, but he didn't believe me till something fell downstairs after we didn't get the house that his grandfather built His like his uncle went behind our back and put it on the market and Chris, uh, his, um, his grandfather, I came home and channeled his grandfather. He was pissed because he built the house from the ground up. And all of a sudden I'm talking to Chris about his grandfather and this tool fell downstairs that would never fall before. Like you can't make it fall. And he was like, okay, I believe you. And
1: I was like, okay, <laughs> did you struggle with that too like does he believe what you do yeah you know I think when I first started out even just um facetiming you I would go in the bedroom and just pray that he didn't come in because I knew that he thought oh this is so kooky (laughs) but now he's you know he'll be like when we're talking about our plans for the week well do you have any readings who are you reading for you know that kind of thing so yeah he gets it now and even my kids too they were like don't talk to me about it I don't want to know about it and now they're, they're kind of into it. I even think, you know, two of my kids might be, uh have some of those gifts too. <laughs> oh
0: God, I love it. I love it so much. It's really awesome to hear that too, because you want to feel safe, right? Like you want to feel like you're not alone doing this and your family supports you. And that's like something I find really hard throughout this is the family doesn't believe in how they're going to support you until they are proven wrong. Right. Like you mm-hmm. have to prove them wrong. I had like, it's really hard to realize that but to know that they're supporting you fully that makes my heart very very full and makes me so happy because you deserve to have that support and I know how much your family means to you and it's really truly like oh my heart just feels so good when I hear that because it makes it hard right like think about all the people that you've told like do you get like conflicting um pieces from people like when they're like What are you talking about? You're a quack. Like, that isn't real. Like, how does, like, do you get that? Cause I get that a lot.
1: (laughs) So, I was just at a conference a couple of weeks ago um, and we had to stand in a circle and face people and talk about something personal that they wouldn't know about you. And I'm like, oh, perfect. And then you you like switch every three or four people every minute. So, you know, yeah, I told this gal and her eyes just glazed over. And I'm like, yep, there it is.
0: like that like hollow brain like okay can't talk to this lady she's crazy
1: (laughs) and then you know that internal conversation again i'm like amy you're psychic you should know the ones you can talk to this about
0: (laughs) oh oh yeah i do that to myself a lot too it's like you kick yourself in the ass and you're like oh i shouldn't have said anything here like i should have just left it alone (laughs) have you ever had someone like call you a fake or anything like, has anyone ever done that to you?
1: No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, no, that could be coming though. I will have to be prepared for that. Yeah,
0: the best way to handle them is just sit there and say, hey, that's your belief. Uh, when people do it to me online, I just, you know, block or delete. But at the same time, like we're all tied to our beliefs, but if they can believe in a God that doesn't exist or like go to church, um, then, you know, or they believe in these politics, or they believe in like what their plumbers telling them about their pipes and they don't even know what's going on. Like you could believe in the unknown. It's a little scary. You could believe in it, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just give it a try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's enough evidence to support it in my eyes. I have seen numerous ghosts appear on camera. I've seen numerous mediums pull like information through without knowing anything. It's just people are stuck in their own ways you know, nothing personal. It is what it is, but it can be tough, you know? And like when you speak with spirit, how do they come through for you? Do you like, are you using certain clairs? Like, are you hearing, seeing?
1: Yeah. So it it took me a while to figure out and narrow it down because, you know, at first I thought, well, I have all the clairs. Well, no, I don't. (laughs) Um, some of them just show up at different times. Um, and forgive me. I'm not, you know, fluent in clear, language so I see hear and know the most smell you every once in a while and more so when I'm not practicing and I'm just um they want to get my attention the smell will come through um but yeah it's probably more seeing and knowing come through the most
0: mine's the same and I'm very very clear audience I like that's like something I do like I can hear them talking to me like a full sentence but yeah, right it changes with every spirit right like every soul is different in how they communicate
1: with you as you mm-hmm. notice Yeah, yeah yeah some of them are very visual yeah. like I can see oh my gosh you know she's wearing a scarf and she says she always wore a purple scarf or um, some of them are very clear with their thoughts and what they want to get across mm-hmm yeah
0: oh yeah I noticed that a lot and I notice a lot of like um grandmothers they'll intertwine their information have you ever read for like two grandmothers or like two like grandfathers that like are in the field yep <laughs> They like intertwine everything and it's yes. like well, what are you two doing like you guys like sometimes they don't even know each other and they'll both like start talking about each other and you're just like talking to the <laughs> about one grandma she's like well that's my other grandma and I'm like yes. Okay, oh, the ties are getting crossed here like what do I do yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually just had that happen to me recently and I usually try and take a couple of notes and I said something and my sitter was like oh well that's my other grandma but that explains why she was talking about x y and z so I'm like oh good you can make sense out of it because <laughs> they're really having a chatter up here <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're just like sitting there like, Oh no, like it makes you panic too. Cause you're like, I don't want to get this wrong. But at the same time, like, that's just how it works. You know, sometimes like over time, you'll, uh, you'll learn to like establish it. You know, we all will, but at the same time, we may not, it may just be, that. <laughs> that's how they come through for us. And as long as we're getting the information, that's how I see it. But they do that, right? Like when you, now I'm going to ask when you have the knowing Is it kind of just like you speak and they just like, you just know, like, you don't know what you're going to say. And it just kind of comes out. Yes. (laughs) Like gibberish. And I'm just like, ah, downloading, downloading. Like what is,
1: yes, I know. And sometimes I walk away from the reading and I think, good Lord, I hope I didn't say anything offensive because you really, you can't stop it. It's just, it's what they want you to know. And you just say what's coming through to you. But luckily, I've had folks that have reached back out to me to say, "You were right on the money. You know, that's exactly how it played out." So it makes me feel good. But absolutely, like I, and my other sign for that is, um, a lot of times somebody will call me up and say, "Do you remember you said this in my reading?" I truly don't because it's just it filters out my mouth and then it's gone from my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. That's how it is for me too. I have clients that will come back to me, and, I, and they're like, "I'm like, do you have you ever had a reader before?" Even though, like, I know I've seen them, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, "Meg, I saw you like six months ago." I'm like, "I don't remember nothing." I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I had to start making notes because I get the same way. Like you don't remember what you're saying, you don't remember who you're talking to because it's like you're in that different frequency that you've tuned into. But to you, that information. Like, just comes and goes as, but for the sitter, it stays with them. You know, they remember those things you say. So it's, yeah, it's like you're in their memory. That's how I kind of put it. Like, the reason why I don't remember things is because I'm in their memory and I'm speaking through their life and what they saw and how they experienced it, not through your eyes as the sitter, but I'm in their brain. And now I'm like, okay, well, I don't have those memories anymore because memories are frequencies. So I don't have to sit in there. So it's,
1: yeah, that's what I chalked it up to, but I feel the same way as you just like uh what happened? and one of the lessons that you taught me was that spirit voice is my own voice yep mm-hmm. so in my head I have to decipher is this my ego or is this spirit talking and I always know the difference when well number one my ego is a little bit more negative mm-hmm. um but spirit is just free-flowing and it's just the words just come out
0: oh yeah yeah it's just kind of like you question yourself a lot like that's like what you do as a person who's bringing energy through we're always going to question ourselves you question yourself and you say oh no like am i getting this right am i getting this wrong is this really them like you could you're like is this me or like something that i went through personally that's like affecting this reading too like who you had that happen mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you're having a really bad day and then you're just like <gasps> is this a good reading or was this terrible? And like, they don't say anything. And you're just like, okay. And then like, they write a review or like, they message you and let you know how you did. And you're like, Oh, it was good. My God, it was just me.
1: Like, (laughs) (laughs) these are that darn ego again, coming through. (laughs)
0: That
1: self-doubt is real though. But
0: I think it's because we're all trying to prove something some way too, because a lot of the times people in front of us think about how they come to us. It's like, We're here to physically have a conversation with them about their loved ones that they think that they know everything about, but sometimes they don't know certain things.
1: Yes.
0: And it's like, yeah, that drives me nuts sometimes. And like I would say them, I'm like, okay, it only drives me nuts in the sense of like, I want to know the confirmation too for me. It's not about like I just wanted that confirmation to make sure I'm getting it right. But then I'll get people who will message me like a month later and be like, oh my God, I talked to my mom and this is what this was, and you were right, and I had no idea. And I'm like oh, I can breathe again. Like,
1: <laughs> it's so bad. That's that we- so pretty tough. <laughs> I've had to deliver some tough messages, you know, that I'm, I don't know that I would want to hear what I just said to somebody.
0: I uh, right? Like, I, I think that way too. Um, Even when it comes to like the passing in the sense when you have to visualize it, do you visualize everything on a deep level? Like I see everything like from like sometimes not all the time some spirits don't show me their passing some will be like it's not important let's talk about my life but they'll make me feel what they felt and then others will be like here's the accident um this is what's happening and then it'll be very gory and i can't get it out of my head like do you do you struggle with that at all
1: i haven't had any one pass tragically that i know of or didn't come up i would say that they give me more of a feeling Um, much like if they died from a heart attack, I get that really heavy chest feeling, or if they were very sad and it was unfortunately a suicide, um, you know, I get the very depressed feeling. So I get, I don't get the details. I don't see the details, um, but maybe that's coming maybe, you know, in a new development that will come out, but I haven't experienced that yet.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. And what you, how you're talking about is exactly how I handle it too. It's like, I get the feeling and I get the feeling before anything, like I get it before I go into a reading, you get it too. Right. Like you're just kind of like, Oh, yep. I don't have chest pain. Like yep. I had someone that had like pneumonia and some sort of like, um, bone disease. And it felt really like, I felt really bad. I couldn't imagine how they lived because I felt terrible. And I like expressed my condolences so much to the center. I was fetal position, like before going into the reading and Mm -hmm. I was shaking, I was cold. And then as soon as like, and we had to cancel the reading twice because I didn't feel good. And then she didn't feel good because she's intuitive too. And it was just like, okay, this is definitely your loved one. And then he confirmed it for us when I was in there. And I was like, my God, you were really killing the both of us. Like, we can't imagine that's
1: what you had to live with. Like, it's really hard. Do you find that hard? I do. I do. I just did one last week um, where her ex-husband passed from cancer, and I didn't know that. Um, and he was still kind of sitting off to the side. It's like he fully wouldn't come in to talk with her, and it hasn't been that long since he passed. So I think he's still, you know, reliving what he needs to relive in heaven. And he um, he just wasn't forthright about it. And she finally said, he died of cancer. And I said, well, that would explain why he's saying I wasn't ready. This wasn't my time. You know, this wasn't supposed to happen that kind of thing. So I couldn't really put my finger on what was happening. Um, but it made so much more sense once she said that to me.
0: And you're right. It, It makes so much more sense in that moment. And sometimes we'll get it. And sometimes we won't. That's the, that's the beauty of what we do. It's like, you don't always get the answers that they're looking for. It's like, some people are expecting to hear how their loved one passed to confirm it. And some people are expecting to hear what they told their loved one before they walked in. And then (laughs) you're like, okay, we can't expect anything. Like it's just got to flow. And when they show you death though, and you feel that that's probably the, I would say that's the hardest part about reading for me is Mm -hmm. not being able to hug the person in front of me too. And I was never a hugger. And now I'm just like, I feel like I really started hugging more. Like, especially when I started doing more mushrooms is when I really started hugging people more. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, it was just like, oh my god! Like it's so warm, and I just like want to hold them. And I, I find the hardest part for me is like feeling what they felt and having to describe it to the sitter in front of me. Like when I just had a toddler, like um, I had a conversation with the toddler that passed a week ago. No, it was this week, and I had to describe what I was feeling, and the child was in a car accident. And I could feel it. And it wasn't that he felt it. It's just how they made me feel. You know, like he said he didn't feel any pain. And he was very adamant on that. Like he said it to me six times, because he's a baby. He was two years old. He didn't know how to talk much. And he just kept mm-hmm. saying, no pain. I'm okay. No pain. But I could feel it in my body of where he was hurt. And I was just like, how do I convey this? Like the first time I ever did that, it was so hard for me to convey this to a person and talk to them about it because it just hurt me. have to relive this for them because they have to relive it all over again. That's the thing that's hard. Do you find that hard?
1: Yes, I do. I do. I recently did a couple of readings where um, there was a history of family um, sexual abuse and physical abuse. Mm -hmm. And my sitters had questions and had blocked out certain memories. And, oh, that was probably the I don't want to say worse because it was, it was very healing for them. So it was very good. It was the hardest thing that I had to do is to say, uh, yes, you're correct. Your father is the one who abused you, you know, and we both cried and she's like, why are you crying? I'm like, it's so emotional for you. And she's like, but you don't understand. She's like, you're giving me answers. You're giving me the things that I need to know to move forward. So it worked out in the end. But that was really, really tough.
0: It it sounded like it was really hard. And that's like, you just want to hold them and just be like, it's okay. We can cry together. Mm -hmm. That's like, Excuse me. I'm sneezing over here. I'm getting a cold. I can feel it. Um, You know, like you start to get it in your nose. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to that, like state of mind, you really just want to like hold them and tell them it's going to be okay. And just let them cry on your shoulder and like talking on Zoom or on the phone, it's just like can't do that. Like, I really want to do that for you. And, and crying with them. You know, I was taught not to cry. I was told not to cry with the sitter and I can't not cry. Like if it really is affecting me, I can't not. And I'll cry even if they don't cry. I'm just like, I'm going to cry right now. They're making me cry. A lot of the times the loved ones are crying and I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta feel through it. You Did that happen to you at all?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, especially when they want to convey a deep, love. Um I always I always say I'm getting very emotional and it's like a I want to cry. And I I know it's not professional to do that, but sometimes I just have to. And okay, we'll see you later. Sorry, that was my husband. Um, I'll just say, you know, give me a moment because they're really the love that they're pouring through through me to you is overwhelming. It's in a good way, but it's overwhelming.
0: It's, it's very overwhelming. It feels like it's like a rush of like emotions just coming and filling your body. Like that's like, and then like your mind can't think, but you're still talking to someone. Right. And you're just like, okay, how do I do this without crying? And you try to hold it back. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it never works properly. And you know, I find that like speaking of with mushrooms, like it really opened me up more emotionally when I started like, m- like dosing heavily. Cause I went on my journey with mushrooms. I remember talking to you about it. I was so on the fence and I was just, like, I remember having a meeting with you and Nancy and we were doing our weekly check-in and just like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I want to go do this. And I was so glad that I did it because it got me out of my comfort zone, but it also like the mushrooms literally allowed me to just Feel everything like psilocybin literally changed my life in the most mm-hmm. profound, beautiful way because it let me feel and let me see again. Like I was so emotionally numb to people. Like that masculine energy really took over my life and my body. Like, Miss Tough Girl over here, I had to maintain that image, and I like became a completely different emotional being after doing that. Like, <laughs> dude, is that like that happens to a lot of people. I know that happened to you. Like. When you decided, like, what made you decide to go on your journey with medicine?
1: Oh, I think, well, obviously the retreat that was probably, that was my first opportunity um, to be exposed to it. And so I'll talk about both times that I did the retreat. The first time I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, yep, I'm open to this. And then when I got there, My ego totally took over and said, "Amy, you don't ever lose control. You're, you know, this is what you do. You stay in control." So I only took half of the tea, and I could kick myself. I wish I would have done the full one, but I, I just wasn't ready mentally. Um, so my journey was a little shorter and a little obscure. I think is the right word. I, you know, saw like piles of dead horses, and I couldn't figure out what was happening. Um, but it all made sense the second time around. But yes, it was it was another scary leap of faith. Um, but one I am so thankful for it, that I did. Without it, I wouldn't be here where I am today. I would still be in my own little shell, you know, limiting myself and limiting, you know, my experiences in this world. So it definitely has opened up a whole new world. Um, with that being said, I want folks to know that you have to do the work that comes along with the psilocybin it's not a cure-all it helps it helps open up your mind it helps bring back the memories that you thought you suppressed for so long ago um, so that you can deal with it you can deal with the pain Um, I'm very open about my past I'm very I'm okay to be vulnerable Um, after my second journey you know I learned how to then go within and and get to the roots of those emotions. And I was sexually abused as a child. And recently, probably about a month and a half ago, I went inward and I went back to when I was being abused. And I always thought that I was doing fine. You know, I, it's in the past, Amy, you don't need to worry about it. It wasn't your fault. And what I came to realize is that I was mad at myself for not protecting myself. Wow. Even though I wasn't a child or I was a child, um, in my meditation, I was watching me be abused. And I was mad at me. I wasn't mad at the perpetrator. I was mad at myself for not fighting and not fighting back. Wow. That was a huge, huge eye opener and lift off of my shoulders to know that That's the part of it that was holding me back all these years.
0: Wow, that's That's like something in itself. Mm -hmm. Wow. And did that make you feel like you kind of gained not closure, but in a sense you were allowed to be free of that moment? Mm
1: -hmm. It did. It did, and it it kind of fell in line with how the paths that I took in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, protecting myself then, and. Protecting myself from love, protecting myself from new adventures. You know, it really it played an important role in the way my life played out. Um, so the psilocybin, I still I microdose every three days. Sometimes I'll take a week off just to see how I always go right back to it. I'm like, nope, I need that. <laughs> I need this. It just it gives you this freedom, it gives you the will to deal with yourself and deal with what it is your your ego mind is telling you um you know and I just had this conversation we were talking about the snow or lack of snow and she's like why don't we meet somewhere and just go on the snowmobiles I said "Uh, okay let's go you know a couple years ago I never would have said that I would have been like hell I need to think about it and what date do you want you know that kind of thing and now it's like life is too short And I've wasted too much of it being suppressed and held back. Not that I wasn't happy, but I wasn't happy with, I wasn't as happy as I could have been.
0: You're right. And they really, those mushrooms will really make you realize that too. Like they just, they work so well with your serotonin and your brain receptors. And like, it creates this new wave of energy that flows through you. And you're allowed to think again, you're allowed to like feel free again and be creative again. And I understand why the government doesn't want it to be legalized because they, you know, are profiting off of it. But at the same time, it's like, they don't want, they want that control over us. Right. So it's like, holy shit, like, like But seeing your journey, I, your journey stands out so much to me. And it's just really like seeing you go into it with your open mind, but still really nervous. Like, I remember hugging you for the first time and it just felt so good to feel your energy. And I was just like, my gosh, she's about to have a life-changing experience. And like she doesn't even know, even though she thinks she knows, she doesn't even know what's about to happen. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about that though. You were there for it. That is my second journey. Um, I went into it, you know, with eyes wide open and just said, go for it, Amy, just go for it. And I did. And that's why when I talked about the horses my first time around, I kept seeing this like pit of dead horses. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. This nothing's making sense. Um, but I I mean, I ultimately I did have a good experience with my first time around. My second time around. The horses were there again and what it was it was every time that they would take me on a new journey this horse the the face and the eye would come up and show itself and say okay this is your next thing that you're going to tackle and they would bring me through it so what I equated that to is the first time around these poor horses have been trying to get my attention for (laughs) forever and they just gave up and went into this pit and died because I wasn't open to it. So, this time around, the horse took me on this journey. Um, I actually went back all the way to an embryo when um, my mother was pregnant and felt the emotions that she felt, um, worked through a lot of that. And I don't know, Megan, if our spirit guide chief is the same person, but I. Sometimes I kind of think he is, um, but you came and you checked on me and it was right at the end of my journey. And he was there and he was holding his hand out to me and said, you're ready. You're ready to leave that ego and you're ready to live the life that you so deserve. And you were right there with me. And I'll never forget this. Oh, it gives me chills.
0: I'm crying over here. <laughs> you
1: put your hand on my heart. And you said, Amy, he's here for you. And all he wants you to do is trust him. And so I did. And I, I, I trusted him and he hasn't let me down.
0: He's amazing, huh? Like he just, he came to me on my first journey too. And that's why he stuck with me ever since. So it's a reason why he was there, you know, you needed him and you needed to feel him and know that you could let go. Right. That's like, Mm -hmm. I know the horses scared the crap out of you. I remember we were like, dead horses and we were talking about it like because we woke up for the sunrise every morning and the two of us we were out there every morning on the first retreat sitting there in the freezing cold you and your cigarette (laughs) me with my freaking coffee i don't even drink coffee (laughs) and i'm just like we took it all in i just remember like talking about it with you and like undressing everything like we were really trying to work through it like what are you feeling what's going on in your mind and like the second time around like you said like that moment was so profound for you. It's so life-changing for you in that moment. I felt your energy just kind of unlayer and just shift. And as soon as I put my hand in your heart, it was just like, oh, it was like you could breathe again. And I was like, she just needed to know she was safe. And protected yep. and okay and seen and like I could feel that. Like I remember sought it, like I saw you out. Like I felt you like needing me. And I remember telling you that like I came over to you because I felt you calling me in your mind. <laughs> I could feel you. <laughs> She's like, all right, I gotta go find Amy. Like I and it wasn't that you were calling me, it was just like your energy in that moment needed my energy, and we needed to work with that energy to work through whatever it was that you were going through. And I was just grateful I could witness that for you because that was like, for me, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in someone utilizing plant medicine. It was just yeah. like, she's sitting in a hammock and she's just going back and forth. And like, oh, like we were both crying. I was like, I can't like, even just thinking about how I'm crying. I was just like, remember how beautiful it was to see you do that. And was that like, the second time more like profound for you in your journey, or was it the first time that you found, was it like kind of like a cycle where it completed itself? It
1: was definitely a cycle that I will say the first time around, um, the integrative work that we did, um, in Joshua tree with the, the painting and the meditation that was equally as profound, um, because that is when Chief came to me. And, um, I had worked through some, you know, parenting issues and I'll never forget this. I just had this emotional release and he, um, appeared to me on top of a rock, a huge, huge mountain, um, in the form of a a crow. And you can talk a little bit more about the crow, but, um, the crow said to me, you're free. You've done it. You, you did it. And I just had this emotional release and I had to walk away and just cry, like blubber cry. And I quickly painted my picture and went and had my cry. And I came back and everyone was just finishing up their paintings and come to find out what I drew in my painting was the mother child symbol which was the same banner that Angel Road Retreats had up in the um, complex that we were staying at. And then equally as amazing is the gal that was um, laying next to me. (laughs) To this day, I still apologize to her because I had to touch her. And she had so much good energy and I needed it. And she's like, Yumi, I have enough energy for both of us. Um, and what did she paint? She painted what I saw the crow up on the mountain. So, I mean, it's so gosh, if you don't believe after that, I don't know if there'd be something wrong with me because the, (laughs) they were life-changing moments.
0: (laughs) It's like the synchronicities were synchronizing and you were like, holy crap, like everything's making sense. And that those crows, I'm telling you, I don't know if they just speak to us when we're there. I don't know, but we were like, Joshua tree is not big, right? Like the park is, but like the town isn't. And when we went to that like market, I remember sitting there and I was like, Amy, this crow won't stop talking to me. Like, it's telling me that I like, I need to go talk to it. And I remember you sitting there with Scott and I was like, I'm just going to walk over to it. And I walked over to it. And it was like talking to me about each of your journeys and how different your journeys were going to be. And I was like, Oh God, like what's going to happen? And then as soon as we got there and you guys were lying down in the meditation, I literally, Scott has the video of it. I believe he has a video of the picture with it in it. The crow just flew over us and uh, you guys could hear it. And I physically saw it as we were closing up the meditation. And then like, I just felt the shift and I was like, oh, my God, the crow. And then Candace had something with the crow. remember like she had the experience yeah. with the crow. It was like, we were all experiencing different things with this crow. It was like this crow came to like be with us and guide us, but we knew it was chief. Like we knew because Candace yeah. also saw chief as well too. So I believe Did she saw. Me? yeah, I believe she saw chief. Cause so I remember talking to her about it. I, I think it was her. Was it her? Or was it, I, I think it was her. Yeah. I think it was Candace. So she saw the, the chief, but I think, yep, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was. And I just remember like experiencing that. Oh no, it was Hallie. Mm. Hallie saw the chief. I, I okay. remember we were sitting in like, no, I don't remember. Okay. None of them. saw. I don't know who saw, but at the same time, I remember somebody else saw the chief and we were talking about that, but you really just like, I remember you walking away and eating that moment. And I remember you saying like, I need a moment. I need a moment. Like I, and this isn't for me. I remember you saying that, like, this is all I could do, but the clicking of how, like the, this, like what you drew to what you like was hanging. It was just like, insane that you could memorize that and draw something like that and it wasn't even that you memorized you didn't even know it was there you just like no. that was there the whole time Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm wondering with because you fell asleep during your your first journey like you were like sleeping <laughs> nice. and I, yeah you were snoring but it it helped out one of the girls And I just remember like you like were like I don't know if I'm gonna get anything out of it because I fell asleep but I'm wondering if that, like, was some sort of a connection where it was like, that painting was super charged with energy that it kind of, like, pushed into your, like, system. It was, like, showing you because you were essentially the mother figure for one of the girls that was sitting in there. Like, she was, like, pretending yeah. she was in the womb listening yeah. to you snoring. So it was, yeah. like, it was really, really <laughs> cool how that all played out. <laughs> yeah. It's just really, it's really awesome. And when you like thought about, like when I said to you, Amy, like I'm going on a journey into Joshua tree, um, uh, to utilize plant medicine, what were your first initial thoughts? Cause what were your thoughts even you going like before you even, like tried it, like what was in your
1: brain? It, it really was. I'm all about safety. Like you said, you know, being abused, I think it's just a natural, um, path to take that you always have to be safe. You always have to have a plan, But I knew that I trusted you. I just knew, you know, from, we had never met in person yet. All we did was talk on the phone and have mentoring sessions. So I knew I'd be safe there. And the fact that if I didn't want to take the plant medicine, I didn't have to, there was no, um, you know, no threat at all, or you shall take this. It was totally optional. And I think then that just gave me the wherewithal to say, okay, you can do this. And still, I was very cautious. Like I said, I was afraid of making a fool of myself. I was afraid of letting go. I was like, am I going to say something stupid? Am I going to dance around the room? And they're going to think I'm nuts. So I didn't give it a fair shake. It still made sense in the end. Um, but for anyone thinking of trying the journey, do it it's okay to be cautious you're going to be okay the medicine truly just takes away that shield that you have it takes away that ego and it lets your body and your mind feel what it needs to feel and remember what it needs to remember and it gives you the permission to to face it head on you know i kind of i don't know i feel like healing is remembering those painful moments, acknowledging them, and setting them free. It's it's really, once you get in the habit of healing and doing the work, it's quite easy. It's not easy at first because you're dealing with emotions. Your body and your brain are saying, hey, we like to self-sabotage. We like to eat food that's bad for you because it makes you feel better. And all of a sudden, you have this new, you know, like... A, I don't know. Do I call it being awake? I don't know what the right word is. But you have this, you know, a new journey that you're on, and you're you're not doing the same things or thinking the same things that kept you secluded. And it's kind of almost like a power dynamic. Like one part of you knows that this is good for me, and the other part of you is like, you know, that old ego is like, no, hang on, we're gonna we're not gonna do that. We're gonna, you know, go to bed at seven o'clock on a Friday night just because that's what we do. <laughs> Whereas now it's like meeting friends or, you know, if I want to go to bed at seven o'clock I do, and I don't feel guilty about it.
0: Yeah. It's like it opened up this new pathway for you to actually be your most authentic self, right? Mm-hmm. That's like what it allowed it to do. And what's the main goal here is for us to be our most authentic self, because we are the ones that matter here. We're the ones that have to face our journey every day, we get ourselves up. We get ourselves going. We put ourselves to sleep at seven o'clock, right? Well, maybe our mind does that, but we physically have to. <laughs> but you're right. At the same time, it's just like we limit ourselves and we really don't realize how much we like put that cap on our mind. And I feel like it's like psilocybin allows you to open that mind up more and like receive more information and actually like become creative and you know live in that moment because. I used to live so far in the future and now I'm just like, okay, today's a new day. I don't know what's going on in the future. I'm not going to try to plan it. I'll try to plan a week ahead and that's too much. But you look (laughs) at it and you're like, wow, I used to sit here and like feel bad for going to sleep or feel bad for not doing the dishes and getting things done that I should have gotten done. And now, you know, you look at it so differently. And a lot of these people are in this like hustle. Think about like where we were at before we journeyed, you know, it was like, got to hustle, got to make this money. Like nothing was flowing. It was like, we were pushing against the flow. We were pushing against the grain of the water. It was like, that river is going to wash us down. (laughs) And now we're, yeah, we're open to it now. It's people don't really realize the difference. They don't realize the difference. And then like you said, the psilocybin journey is just worth every minute. It's worth every single minute that you dive into it. And microdosing after is so helpful. And Becoming you. It's like yes. yeah. it's the beautiful yeah. side of it. Becoming you. And I I know that like I struggled really bad after the, the one terrible downside to mushrooms that I will put in as a disclaimer. Um yes, like Amy said, you should try it. Thousand percent you should try it if you're feeling called to it, right? You should. And I my problem was that I was so badly chasing the shadow work this year well, 2023, I was chasing the shadow work so badly because my first journey was November of 2022. So I went into mm-hmm. the new year of 2023, like don't even know who I am. I just had a, like a little bit of like an awakening more. And I had like severe ego deaths, like more than one in the year of 2023. Mm-hmm. It was because I was doing too many journeys. I did probably between 15 and, tw- 15 and 20 journeys in a year. And really? yeah, it was like summer back to back. It wasn't even like it was... Yeah. I would do like Tuesday and Thursdays. It wasn't like it was, you know, Meg's going in here and she's like doing it once a month. Oh no, no. Like I did it like Tuesdays and Thursdays for like four months straight. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize how much it was affecting me and going into like, I had to stop. So like when October rolled around, I didn't journey. So when we went to the retreat, I wasn't, I had not journey. I just my, like was microdosing uh, and taking my good old cannabis gummies. Cause I live for them. But you know, at the same time, I didn't journey. And then I took like a couple months off and I journeyed, um, in January, like this year. And it wasn't the same because I just had too much going on, but it like, showed me what I need to see. Cause that's the thing with it. It always shows you what you need to see. Like you will always see what you need to see, but The only disclaimer I will put on that from my standpoint, from what I've experienced is do not do it that many times. (laughs) A couple times a year is fine. It's really all you need because then you get a complete ego death. You don't want to talk to anybody around you. You just want to be by yourself and process. Like I had a whole year of shadow work. It was the most painful year last year in regards to rediscovering who I was. And I was like, wow, all this because of a plant medicine, but Now I'm like more awake than ever. I'm sure you see it too. Your intuition is even more brighter. Like Mm -hmm. you can get through a day without like worrying about what everyone else is saying and doing.
1: It's just really different. I kind of chalk it up to that 30,000 foot view. Like I'm looking at my life from the 35,000 foot view and not that micromanaging. you have to do this. You have to get that done. And how's this going to happen? It's a very, it's a very nice feeling.
0: Yeah, it's that ego, right? Like that came into play beforehand. Like you have to get this done. Got to do this. Got to do this. And now you're like, okay, I'm like yeah. I'm chilling with it. I'm, it's chilling. We're fine. It's like you're right. Thirty thousand feet up there, and you yep. can see everything in front of you. You could plan everything in front of you, but it may not go that way. So it's kind of like just staying in the moment is yep. the key to it all. And when we talk about ego, like what do you find was your hardest struggle with the more negative side to your ego?
1: Um, I I believe that I went through a little bit of the dark night of the soul where I really struggled. Um, you know, when I talk about that push and pull with the the power dynamic of how what your body's used to for coping mechanisms compared to what you're doing now. And I really it took a toll on me. And I I did. I kind of retreated where I wasn't talking as much as I should. I wasn't, you know, being present with my family. And then until I found, well, I reached out to you to find out what exactly was happening. Um, and then I did some research. It made sense to me that it was almost like a grieving process. My, my mind was grieving the old me and then stepping into the new me. And I just needed to sit in my power and give myself that permission to make that step. Um, so I would highly encourage folks as you go through this journey and you start healing, you're going to have days where it doesn't feel right. And you you kind of go back and retreat to your old ways. And that's okay. But just know that you have the power to set yourself straight to go forward and make the moves that you need to make. So true. Knowledge and power, I guess, you know, so if you have folks like Meg in your life that you can reach out to and say, what am I experiencing? Because once we know we can do better. Mm
0: -hmm. you're right. It's like, you got to give yourself that grace because you got to know that you're going to fuck up. You're going to mess up. You're going to cross through that path. Right. And then you're like, Oh no, like, but a lot of people don't give themselves the grace. What do the people do usually when they do something wrong, they continue the pattern. They don't stop the pattern because they're so comfortable with that negative self-talk or that negative habit. So to see that, like you were able to like, kind of see that from the outer standpoint, And do you find that like the mushrooms helped you more with that? Like kind of opening up to that a little
1: bit more? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, without it, without the work, the mushrooms and the support, I would retreated back to the old Amy. Absolutely. But I think the mushrooms just, um, so I'll give you an example. I was on antidepressants for years and years and years. And when I knew I was going to take this journey, I weaned off of them and I stopped taking them. and. Um, when I got back from March's retreat, I was watching some cheesy lifetime movie and I started crying and I'm like, you have not cried at a TV show in years. You know, the antidepressants were suppressing my emotions. You know, sure. I didn't feel the sadness that I felt from the depression, but it also was masking who I was as a person and the feelings Whereas the mushrooms, they allow you to feel they, if you want to cry at Frosty the Snowman, cry at Frosty the Snowman. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. You're right though. I noticed that too.
0: Mm -hmm. I did. It's crazy when you really see like the emotional side of your life when you didn't have that, you know, like you didn't, like you were emotional, but it wasn't to that extent. Like it was like, Oh, but it's like all these years get taken off when you put the work in, you know, like, cause like you said, you can't not utilize psilocybin without utilizing the work, you know, and that like people really like that ego really takes a hold there and like, kind of tells you like, no, like try a mushroom because people will tell you that mushrooms will change their life, but they won't tell you how they got there. You know, it's like, they won't tell you what work they did with it, but, I found myself doing similar to you where I think actually Jane even did the same thing as you. She said the same thing. She went home and watched Disney movies all week. Cause she was just like, that's just what helped me. And I cried all week and I'm like, yep. Okay. I did the same thing. I put on some weird Disney movie and I just cried and cried yeah. and cried <laughs> I was like, why am I doing this? But it was so good for your your ego and your mind and your body to get that release, that feeling that's not stuck and stagnant anymore. It's like, i am been embarrassed to cry. I don't have to be strong. I can cry at a fake movie just because it made me feel good or sad in the moment.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, and you, I think you're kind of, you know, talking about inner ch- child work too. There's a lot to be said for sitting in bed with a bowl of fruity pebbles, Watching cartoons. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll just throw it out there.
0: Fast, <laughs> the isn't it? I'm like, I love doing that. I purposely like just got some like the you know what the Vienna fingers, like the cookies yeah. that have like, the cream in the middle. I purposely picked <laughs> them up at the store, and I've been watching like old shows that I used to watch. I've just been like pulling them apart like I used to do, and just biting on them. And I'm like, what I did as a kid, like people don't realize that it's that simple that you have to nourish your inner teen, your inner child, your Mm -hmm. inner adolescent. Like if you don't do that, you're going to listen to what like our parents probably told us what we were taught in school. Like get up, go to work. Like you got to prepare to be an adult. Like you're being too childish. Like that was never the case. We should be childish. Who told us we should stop doing that? Cause that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. But the mushroom will open that up. That's what I
1: noticed.
0: Yes. Like, yeah. Like you feel like you're like running around like a child sometimes. Like you're just excited about the little
1: things, right? Yeah. Like, you know, even dancing around the house when there's music on, you know, it's like, who am I?
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. What what do you think you would tell your younger
1: self if she was standing in front of you? Mm. To be honest, for the longest time I didn't, it didn't resonate with me when people would say you have the power. It did, I just, I kind of just went right over my head. I'm like, okay, I have the power. This journey, the mushrooms, the work, the meditation has shown me, I have the power. So I would say to that little girl, you have it girl, you have the power to, you know, chart your own course and you can do it. Um, don't let other people tell you who you are. You know who you are and be that person freely without, without any apologies.
0: Oh, She needs to hear that. It's beautifully said what you just said. Yeah. It's like really, isn't it really interesting how like, I noticed that like where I'm like, I took my first mushroom journey in, at my 30 year of age. It was my golden year. the oh, golden year was the next year. Sorry. I took my mushroom journey in my thirties and I didn't realize just how much my inner child lacked that safety net. And what you just said literally just brought me right back to the safety net that I provided for myself through that, you know, through my own journeys with mushrooms and like healing the trauma that we've all healed and worked through. Like, it's just like your adult self. Like, I know I would tell my adult self so many different things. Like, is there anything you would tell
1: your adult self? Like anything in particular? Mm -hmm. I talk to myself quite often these days internally, but you know, those conversations are much more positive. Um, And I remind myself, look at where you've come from, look at the work you're doing and look how free you feel. You know, I used to envy women who didn't give a fuck and I'm one of those women. (laughs) People think of me, I don't care, you know, if I wear something that's not in style. I just I don't care. I'm me unapologetic unapologetically.
0: It's so beautiful when you reach that level too, and you're just like, finally, like I can be like think about when you were a kid. You can literally be the person that you wanted to be when you were a child, like not giving a fuck. Like think about how many times as a kid you worried about what friend was saying, what about you, what this person was wearing as like a teenager, right? And like Mm -hmm even as like, you know, your young adolescent self, like my young adolescent self was worried about what everybody else was doing and not me. So you really see that you're right. It's like, wow, such a mind mind fuck. Literally. It really is. It's like,
1: oh. it is. it truly, <laughs> truly is it's
0: like you take 10 years of trauma off. If you just knew this 10 years ago, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I wished. But how do you think you can show up for her now? Like what, what do you do to show up for her?
1: Mm. Every morning, um, before I even turn on the TV to watch the news, I sit quietly in the dark and I remind myself that I have that power. Um, and I take my power back quite often. Uh, you know, if I've had a hard night or day, um, or something's going on in my life, I remind myself that you have it, you got it. You just need to keep it and don't give it away. Um, I have my chakras. I have my meditations. Um, oh, I meditate at night again before I go to bed. I take a gummy and tell you what, those gummies hit a sweet spot. If you microdose that day, it's like a whole new level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like they partner up together. The, the plant medicine partners up together and creates a beautiful scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. But my, like I said, my, my conversations these days are way different than they used to be. And I'm so thankful. I'm just so thankful. I, I could never go back ever. It's like such an
0: epiphany when you're like, eh, like I could never resort back to my old ways. I am just doing too good now. And you just like, you couldn't find yourself being back that way. And the fact that you give yourself that grace and you give yourself that morning routine and work on your chakras and your energy, like you're in your field, you're in your energy. You don't have to worry about anyone coming in and messing it up. Like you can physically feel what you need to feel without worrying about everybody else, which is hard. It's like as a people pleaser, I know you have been down that road yourself and we give and give and give until we can't give anymore. And then we're like, why are we so empty at the end of the day? And now we're like, we're so full now. We don't have to worry about taking care of this other stuff. Like we're okay. We're here, but we're not going to make ourselves sick or feel uncomfortable or put like ourselves out because that's what makes you feel better. Like we aren't going to do that. We're going to nourish our soul first and then we'll worry about you when we need to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. beautiful." Like what, what advice would you give to someone that's just starting on this journey of finding themselves?
1: Mm. It's okay to be afraid, but take that leap of faith. You're so worth it as a person. And once you start putting the puzzle pieces together of why you feel the way you do, um, it's just, it really, it's such a release and you start realizing the patterns and the negative energy that your life took, that's the way you're feeling, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that would say, no, you know, I don't feel that way at all. But if that's the way you're feeling, you know, dive into shadow work, dive into meditation, get with Megan and go on a retreat it and give yourself a fair shake to do it and then do the work afterwards, integrate afterwards. I can't stress that enough because psilocybin on its own isn't a cure all you have to put in the work um, to fulfill and nourish that body, both emotionally, physically, spiritually.
0: Beautifully said, Amy. My goodness. She's like, you're so beautiful with words. This is the way you talk about them. like I know what you've been through talking to you over the past like few years, and we've really come together and have really understood each other on a whole new level. But watching you grow and really step into that true power of yours, a lot of people Don't really realize how strong you have to be to go through that and how much you grieve your old life. And you truly have magnetized your power and allowed yourself to see you for who you are. And that is, I just like, I'm speechless every time I talk to you. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, she's just like, you took the step to get out of your comfort zone. And that's so scary. And now you're here like living the life that you want to live of calm and like serenity and just knowing who the hell you are.
1: That's like people crave. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Knowing who the hell you are. And I don't want folks to think that it's all sunshine and rainbows because it's not, there's days where I retreat back to my old ways of thinking and old patterns. The difference now is I have the tools to get myself out of that pattern, you know? I can allow myself, okay, take a day, rest, don't do anything and don't beat yourself up about it. But tomorrow we're going to get up and we're going to, you know, do everything that we need to do to get back on track.
0: You're right. And that's why I think a lot of people fail in that moment because they beat themselves up so bad that they completely resort back to that moment and like those ways of life. And when you don't give yourself that it's okay. Like Amy, it's okay that that happened. You can sit here for a week and cry in bed if you really want to like, that's okay. As long as you get up the next week and do it right. Like people think it's like the worst thing resulting back to that. But at the same time, it's probably the best thing you can do because you're feeling in that moment, you're letting yourself feel like, Ooh, this is an unwanted feeling. And I'm human. I'm on this human experience and I'm experiencing these human emotions. And when you start to reset your nervous system, which is what you did, you know, this past year, you went on two different retreats. Like you have completely reset your nervous system, especially with microdosing too, and working with the integration and actually working with the work and doing the shadow work and the healing, you really realize that it's like, oh my God, like it's an ego death. It's a shift in mindset. And it's like, I put in all this effort I'm gonna give myself the okay. It's okay if you mess up. It's okay if you mess, and you're not gonna beat yourself up for it anymore. You're not gonna tell yourself it's wrong because you did what you did, and it's not a bad thing. Like there's nothing in this world that can make us result back to who we used to be, but it's beautiful for us to recognize who we once were because that's who brought us to this
1: point in life. Yes, and you know the journey has it just brought out the authentic me. You know, it it brought out who I was born in, who, who, and what I always wanted to be and do. Yeah, exactly. Someone
0: you deserve to be who you yeah. wanted to be. is like, it's this powerful woman. And here you are sitting in front of me, just a woman that's fearless and, you know, undressed every little problem that she had, you know, and allowed it to just like not take over her, but be who she needed to be through all of that. You know, that's really powerful. And I'm so proud of you because I don't know if you hear that a lot, but I really am so proud of you. And you just really honestly brought me joy. The moment you stepped into like my zoom meeting, I don't even know if it was Zoom. It might've been FaceTime the first time I saw you, It's like, I just instantly knew we had this click, like this feeling, like this clicking feeling, like we're going to do something together. We're going to feel something together. And throughout these years, like, look at how far you have grown, you know, just becoming you. It's like, you took that like old bodysuit of Amy and just like unzipped it and just stepped into like this new version. It's like you quantum leaped into this Amy and now yeah. Amy's here in front of us, the purest form of Amy and she's only going to get better from here. That's the beauty of it.
1: Well, you know, you had a big part in that role. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
0: I appreciate you. I'm just doing what I set out here to do, Just, just be a little sparkle. And then you guys find your light through the sparkle. That's it. And it's a, <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> I love it. I love that we got to do this today and I can't wait to do it again. And I appreciate you being here. So thank you. Thank, thank you.
1: So you. We'll talk to you soon. I love you. I love
0: Mwah. you. Mwah. <laughs>